0: Alright, what is going on everybody? Welcome back to another day of Saber Sims DFS Office Hours. It is Wednesday, November 22nd of 2023 here. Uh, this is our last show of the week. We will not have Office Hours Thursday and Friday of this week due to the holidays. So we will be back next monday so if you guys have any questions ahead of this little long break here today is the day to get those questions in but for those of you who do not know me my name is andrew one of the coaches over here at sabersim this is a show where we go over how to use the sabersim app answer any and all dfs related questions you get your questions in one of three ways here first off send us an email support at sabersim.com second way post it Live in the YouTube chat, third way posted in the Office Hours channel in our Discord server. If you're not in our Discord and want to get access to that channel, there's a link in the description of this video. You get access to our similar channels, individual sport channels, and you get access to the rest of the SaberSim team here. There's plenty of people on the SaberSim team in the Discord helping people get better each and every day. Uh, looking ahead to today, we have a 14 game. NBA slate and a 14 game NHL slate. So going to be a very busy Wednesday here. We obviously have football Thursday. We have football Friday. We have college football Saturday, I believe. And then we have NFL main slate on Sunday. So like an action packed weekend. If you guys are not signed up with us and want to check us out, we have a five day no strings attached free trial. The link to that is also in the description of this video. Sign up with us today. Use us here through Monday and get a ton of DFS action in and see what we are all about. But before we get started, as always, I want to remind you guys about our weekly max challenge here. It's a promotion slash giveaway we do during the NFL season here. Get access to weekly prizes, season-long prizes. Use this sign-up link to the screen. Enter the challenge button to get signed up. The link to this page is in the description. And then just follow our eligibility requirements, and you will be all set here. And then we also have a max challenge for owner's box as well. So get in on the action over on owner's box But looking at questions today we're going to start with questions in the discord as always here and we will just work through them until we run out of questions cg says hey hey what is going on my man cg all right looks like our first question here came in from ghost so we'll start there and question says we're going to old slates and attempting to build lineups What information is being used to build these lineups, extra information to what we had pregame or the same information as prior to lock? What I'm trying to ask is, is this an accurate way to practice building or is Saberscore in this scenario using information that it did not have pregame, therefore giving us lineups that are good compared to normal? Great question. So yeah, so when you go back to an old slate, it's going to have all of the simulations that ran throughout the night. So if you're looking at an NBA slate, You know, there's certain information that you have about injuries and news pre-slate, and then there's information that you gain throughout the slate as the slate goes on. So basically, when you go back to any old build, you are running builds as if you had all the information about all of the games. So those builds are usually always going to be more accurate because they have all of that updated information. So, I really wouldn't do that if if you're looking to review your process or anything like that. Uh what I would instead do is go back to contest flashback and spend your time there. We've been talking about this a lot here. Uh we do weekly review shows over on the YouTube channel using contest flashback. You can find all 13 videos. In reviewing past slates with the contest flashback, we have NBA, NHL, and NFL here. And then we also have a tutorial about how it works in our help documentation. And then go down here, how to use contest flashback under tutorials. So check those resources out. But yes, if you're going back to any slate, I would go back. I would go to the contest tab, you know, make sure on the right date, go pick the contest that you played, right? Maybe you played the four-point play. So you go to the four-point play, pop out this players tab. You know go find yourself in this users list hey you know how did i do what was my sim roi uh you can sort by maxers right maybe i just want to look at people who maxed out the contest so i'm gonna look at people who entered 20 lineups which is the max right and then see how those players did and you can look at some of the top players from here and and go and try and make have takeaways about what they did what you didn't do why their sim roi was higher what the differences were and then and then use that information. So that's really what these videos are here are basically showing you how to do that. So we have an NBA one that Max and I did and then I did an NHL one with Scott and then we have a bunch of NFL ones here. So check those out. But I think that's a much better use of your time in general. All right, Bill's not said. What is a good way to build for a 14 game NBA slate or are there so many players that it is difficult to take stands and slash or get the right plays? Should ownership be considered in any way? Uh, Yeah. I think ownership should always be considered, right? And ownership is already being considered for you automatically either through saver score or through contest sims, depending on what you are using. Right? So we always think ownership is important. The biggest thing on a 14 game slate is to make sure you catch all the news. Like, there are so many games all these different windows like the more news you can react to the better projections you're going to be building your lineups with which is like getting back to that first question here so i always recommend using this resource here uh the basketball news dashboard over on basketballmonster.com so check this out basketballmonster.com go over to news and then you're going to see uh all the news for the slate right so like a ton of late breaking news uh, looks like it's going to be right. So it does Devin Booker play does Anthony D- Davis and LeBron James play right. Uh, there are some like, some other, you know, interesting pieces here, but like, you know, does Jason Tatum play right? Like you want to have this information. So basically one thing that I've done in the past here is that if there is a lot of news late in the slate, that can be very impactful what i will do is make sure to limit my exposure to the early games to make sure i'm able to take advantage of that late news by having enough lineup positions available by having enough salary available to take advantage of that news so for me that you can do that a couple different ways right you can literally come into the teams that start at lock and then like limit your player pool like hey you know From the games that start at lock, you know, I only want to allow these three players into my lineup from this team, right? So maybe I uncheck these guys. I just go, you know, what? I'm only okay playing uh, Jokic, Gordon and Porter because they're all over a five value and then they're all over 30 plus fantasy points or, and then, you know, I do the same for Orlando, same for Washington, same for Charlotte, or you could do like a rule, right? Where you make sure that, Hey, every lineup, you can do like a, a group rule where you say like use at least we'll say three players and then we'll go by game here and then i will save this as a manual rule so then i can save it right and then i could just basically delete all these lineups all these i'm I'm basically just going to save the lakers right this like kind of a tedious way to do it i might do it a little bit differently like basically hey use at least three players from these late games it doesn't matter what game it is the point is that you're saving salary and positions for future late swaps right so you can do it this way where you go in and x all the teams or what you could do is a manual group rule where you just come in and say hey use at least three go to like lakers and dallas just like check in these guys into your rule all you're doing is just using these as like a placeholder Like you don't really want to play them, but you're just saying like, Hey, I'm, I'm guaranteeing that I'm using so many of these guys. That way I'm keeping a lineup positions and salary available. And then when that news breaks, I could turn this rule off and then I could just rebuild the best rest of my lineup with that updated news or the news that I was waiting for. Right. When that value opens up, turn off the rule and then just rebuild your lineups. So Uh, Really, on a 14-game slate, it's super important to take advantage of news and then also to plan to take advantage of news. So those are my tips for a 14-game slate. All right, next question here from Gatekeeper. Question says, if I build 50 lineups and I added them to 100 entries, they'd be duped. After the first game, when I go to late swap, would I be able to expand these lineups to 100? Great question, and the answer, as far as I know, is no. So what SaberSim does, it looks at your lineup file, and it determines how many unique lineups you have. So if there are only 50 unique lineups, it's only going to rebuild those 50 unique lineups. So that is what would happen in this case. Um, it. If you had a hundred entries in one contest, that would happen. If you had a hundred entries across multiple contests, then you could late swap each contest individually. So, like say I have two contests with 50 entries each, and you duped across the contest. Well, if you late swap them one by one, then yes, you could get to a hundred different lineups. So that is an exception to what I previously said but it looked sounded like they were all in a single contest. So just know that difference between one contest versus multiple. All right. Question from Parker. Parker said, not really sure where to put this, but seeing other optimizers throwing Black Friday sales, just curious if SaberSim is joining in, or was it just the one year discount that was available? Great question. Yes, we are going to have Black Friday discount slash sales here. I am not going to spill the beans on what those might be just yet, but be on the lookout. We will definitely make sure you know about those sales. So don't uh, don't think you're going to miss it. We will hit you up many different ways to make sure that you are able to see those deals and take advantage of them. All right. Next question here from Jimmy. And Jimmy said, I tend to get a very high amount of ownership on players when doing my lineups, even with mini uniques. Do you ever recommend setting a cap on ownership prior to the build? Great question. So the way that I recommend this is to go through this in like a two-step process. So what I would do is run my lineups, right? And then first thing I'm going to do is apply my mini uniques at that point if there are still individual players that are just too high exposure for you, set the max exposures to those players only. And the reason I like doing that is because you go from setting a lot of max exposures to like less than five. Usually mini uniques will get you like 90% of the way there, but then what you need to do is just come in and then clean up those like last, you know, five players. And, I don't like to set the global because player ownerships change, right? Players come in at different ownership levels all the time. So it just really depends what somebody's ownership is, whether or not, you know, if somebody's 70% owned, well then, hey, you know, 75% owner exposure is not really that much in terms of relation to the field. But if somebody is 2% owned and you get them at 75%, well now, you know, that, that, that leverage gets pretty pretty up there right so that's the reason i don't like setting global max exposures uh so i would rather handle it this way so let's say you know i'm building these 20 lineups here and then i'm going to apply my main uniques maybe i can get to like six or something like that so let's say it's six you know um i'm pretty happy with everything except for these two gafford at 60 miles bridges at 45 percent. i'm just not really loving those so then i would just come in here and set those two exposures maybe i put gafford down to 50 maybe i put bridges down to 40 here. And then I'm on my way. So I think that, you know, doing these fine tune max exposure adjustments are perfectly fine. And that's the way I prefer to handle them. You can always do it the way you suggested, where you right click on max exposure, go to the right side, use the global max exposure option. That is definitely a tool at your disposal. If you know for sure, no matter what, I do not want to play any player in more than you know, X percentage of my lineups, then, you know, have at it, use the global max exposure, totally okay. All right, next question. Simple Chef said, can you explain how to digest contest rewind when looking at SIM ROI versus actual ROI and how to adjust for future reference? Uh, Yeah, sure, of course. So really, we try not to care About actual ROI, I know that may sound silly, but basically the goal here is that if you can create a long-term winning process where over and over you are positively grading out in contest flashback with positive SIM ROI, that means that it is only a matter of time before you start to realize that ROI. So if I were to go to users for yesterday's slate, you know, normally what I do is sort by entries. Okay, I'm just going to look at like maxers, right? And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to come in here and then look at the highest SIM ROIs, right? So then what I could do here is I could do a couple of things. I could look at these individual portfolios. So like, I don't really care that, you know, Jesse James here, their actual ROI was negative 62%. It looks like they built a solid portfolio of lineups, right? They had a 274.19% Sim ROI, so that means across our hundred thousand simulations we ran of this contest with the actual lineups in the contest and how it could play out. On average, this person went from eighty dollars to almost three xing their money. Right, so three x is about two hundred forty. So three hundred percent here. So they built a solid set of lineups. At the end of the day, the slate only gets played out one time. So it's super high variance how that can play out. You just never really know what's going to end up happening. So that's why we like to use SIM ROI because it's basically saying, hey, if you were to play this slate out over and over and over again, your lineups did very well. So you should feel very comfortable putting in those lineups over and over and over again if you have this process that leads you to uh, this set of lineups and is very consistent, right? So the example I like to use is that if you're familiar with poker, Uh, two, seven is the worst hand you can have, right? That on average, you know, long-term two, seven is going to lose more money than it's going to win. That does not mean it is never going to win money. It will sometimes win. So what a lot of recreational gamblers, gamblers do is, you know, they'll, they'll fold it because they know it's a bad hand. And then they flop will come. The cards will come, you know, X seven, seven, and they get three of a kind. And then now they're mad. Right. And then now they're like, oh, I should have played it. It's like no you shouldn't you shouldn't play it actually ever because long term it's going to lose money. You just you can't know when the times are you're going to win. So you just have to take this long term mindset of I know that this hand is bad and I should fold it. And that's what you're trying to do here. You're trying to create a process that is a long term winning process and you need to approach DFS with the mindset that like I know these lineups are good and I'm going to keep putting them in. And then I am going to start seeing the actual ROIs come in eventually here. And like, hopefully sooner rather than later, you start to realize that ROI, but we're coming at it from this theoretical perspective. And that is what you want to use to grade out your process, to be objective in how, what kind of quality of lineups you're putting into a contest. Good question. And uh, then follow up was what would be a positive ROI on a consistent basis, twenty percent, forty percent, I see ranges all the way into the two hundreds. Ah, yeah, it's going to depend on a couple things, right? It's going to depend on how many entries you have in the contest. So like, the less entries you have, the higher your sim ROI is generally. How top heavy the contest is, ah, uh, you know. So I would I wouldn't like try and come up with this blanket number. I would just like go into a contest, start at the top, and then see what the highest sim ROIs are, and then see how far down you are like in that standing and then take it on a contest by contest basis. So that's my opinion there. All right. Jumping over to the YouTube chat question from Noah. Noah said, Hey Andrew, I have seen other Sabres te- team members talk about risk adjusted ROI for basketball instead of just ROI is the 20th best lineup in the ROI lineup similar to the risk adjusted ROI one. Uh, good question. If you're looking for a refresher on risk adjusted ROI versus ROI, go over to our help docs, go to frequently asked questions, and then just type in roi and then we have this great video what do risk adjusted roi and roi mean so i'll drop that here for anybody looking for that refresher but yeah i agree that you know risk adjusted roi is the preferred sorting metric and the reason for that is when you run a contest a contest sim you get roi cash rate win rate roi standard deviation dupes you get those five metrics directly from the contest sim what risk adjusted roi does is it looks at those other five metrics and then gives the lineup a score a risk adjusted roi score so that is taking in all that information digesting it and then returning you with a new value to sort by so that is why i think risk adjusted roi is the best it takes into account not only the roi but the risk uh the the variance of the lineup as well all right cg said do you resim slash rebuild before each new set of games, seven thirty-eight, eight thirty-nine, and so on? Uh, yeah, I think. Well, it it depends, right? So for for NBA lineups, don't come out until at least thirty minutes to lock, and that's on a good day, right? A lot of teams are releasing their starting five, you know, five to ten minutes before lock because there's no penalty from the NBA about that. So what I like to do is keep the Discord up and then keep look at the NBA lineup alert channel, and then I can see when simulations run. And then we actually have this thing uh, an hour prior to lock through lock where if a simulation runs and a player's projection moves by plus or minus 2%, we will summarize that information for you when the sim completes. So you're going to get a sim started notification. You're going to get a sim completed notification. If we see that somebody got ruled out, then we're going to, you know, take those players' fantasy points away and then redistribute it to the rest of the team. You're going to see that information summarized in the Discord. So I would definitely be keeping your eye on that channel throughout the night all right ryan said can you explain how to digest okay we just answered that and then uh yang said how do the lineups i enter into different contests random sometimes it feels like the lineups I'm entering into each contest are similar to each other even though my lineups are diverse uh yeah so we have a couple different sorting methods here i don't have an entries file at the moment to like break this down for you guys but if you're looking for a breakdown of what our different fill methods are—rank, unique rank, unique random, exact—check uh, out this tutorial here. It's a quick video that'll explain those to you. So I'm gonna drop that here in the chat. But I personally prefer to use unique random. I'm okay with you know wherever the lineups fall. Uh, I I'm not that you know specific about it. Mostly because I'm mo- I'm mmeing. I'm building a lot of lineups, and uh, you know I'm not managing like. handful of lineups so i don't care too much about how that works but some people do right so that's why we have those other options unique rank unique rank where you can know that hey your top lineup is going into your top contest your second best lineup is going into your second contest you can reorder those contests as you see fit so check out this tutorial here for more information on that uh another question yang said regarding this question what confidence level do you have that positive SIM ROI over time equals plus EV for the user. I asked this question because I see really elite players with low slash negative SIM ROIs. This makes me question the accuracy of this SIM ROI number. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I haven't particularly seen this, you know, we do a review show each and every week um, and we see top players coming in with very high SIM ROIs regularly. Right. So like Max and I just did our week 11 show and the, the top SIM ROI player for like the high stakes was whistles go woo, like big surprise there. Right. Uh, we see top players coming in with high positive SIM ROIs all the time. So like if I were to go look at the fade away for tonight, right. Or I'm sorry for yesterday. And then I go to users and then I sort by 150 maxers. And then I go to SIM ROIs. You know, these are all, these are all pros like Papa Gates, Garns, Elusive Smoke, Shady, they're Saber Sim guys. Uh, Skyhook, Kurt, maswa Hacksaw, Scout, Chipotle, Hishbu, like all these guys are, you know, very high. You know, E. Hafner, like Fantasy Cruncher guy, 1 800 eddie guy, Wiley, RPS, JBC, RPS, like, you know, Tinderella, right? Uh, Raging Phillip, Cheddabisc, Muck Lovin, you know, all these guys positive, similar wise, and maxing out these contests. So, like, I haven't really seen that. You know, Petty comes in here as well, right? Brick, Nerdy, uh, if you're familiar with DFS, you're familiar with like all of these names. So I haven't really seen like that exactly here. There is gonna be some bias based on the projections. That's for sure, right? So if you're using you know, Saber, like in our contests, in our post contest sim, we are using the Saber sim projections and our simulations, right? If you're using Stochastic, you're probably gonna grade out better using their post contest sim. So like there's a little bit of bias in the projection source that you're using But ultimately, I've mostly seen winning players grading out well overall, even in our contest sim. All right, Indra said, if I'm making a 20 max and I set my projections and then run my contest sim, what should I pick my lineups based on? I've heard sim ROI. Uh, Yeah, I would definitely use the risk-adjusted ROI sorting method. That is our preferred method. And and we've talked about it a little bit here. So stick with risk-adjusted ROI. It's going to be your best friend. CG said, last question, if I load custom projections, how does that affect the output of lineups? Are those lineups still being created with simulations? Great question. So when you use custom match, um, I'm sorry, custom projections, what we do is we adjust all the players' projections, right? So you're going to upload them. You're going to see those projections updated in the My Projection column. Let's say that, you know, you upload projections and your projections have Joel Embiid go from 62 points to 68 points, right? So what's going to happen is that when you pull up his distribution, every time he gets 60 points, he now gets 65. Every time he gets 40, he gets 45. Every time he gets 80, he gets 85. So we keep the shape of the distribution. We just shift it over. So the new mean is what you set it at. So you get our distribution, you get your custom projection mean on top of it, and you get to use both of those things in tandem here. All right. Uh, Follow up here. Simple Chef. Uh, this is posted in bold, so perfect. So, when building lineups, how to analyze your lineup sim ROI to enter the best contest, or is that even a thing? Uh yeah. So, when you're building lineups, you're gonna use the pre, you're gonna use the contest sim, right? So that is you looking at our pre-generated field lineups, and it is taking your lineups that you built, putting them into a contest with the field lineups, and then playing that out a hundred thousand times, and then returning you metrics. When you do the post-contest sim, we are using the actual lineups that were used in the contest. And then we are also using all of the lineups. So one of the, um, one of like the things to remember important notes here is that there are 10,000 field lineups that we provide in each of our ownership buckets. If there are more lineups in the contest than that, then we are not representing all of the lineups. So, But in the post contest sim, we are. So in the post contest sim, if there are 20,000 lineups, then we are actually looking at all 20,000 as opposed to just the 10,000 that we had in the contest sim. So our team is always trying to scale these things. We went from 5,000 field lineups to 10,000 field lineups. We have the 13 different buckets of ownership for all the different stakes and entry limits. So we're always iterating. We're always trying to uh, improve that and build more field lineups. It is just a process. i said i noticed saberson runs slower in browsers is there a certain pc requirement to look for with it being memory intensive uh honestly i'm probably not the right person to ask this um i mean i can tell you that i run it you know off my laptop right here and everything runs fine i'll tell you a couple things that can hurt performance having multiple tabs of SaberSim open um can hurt performance never closing SaberSim can hurt performance so like if you are somebody who you know has SaberSim open You know, you just put your computer to sleep and then you come back on and then SaberSim is still open. That can hurt performance. So what I would always suggest is closing it down, shutting off your computer, you know, firing it back up the next day and then opening a new window and then doing that each and every day. So I think that's really important. And then I only like to use two tabs around lock when I'm like actually building for both sites or three sites, four sites, however I'm playing on that day. Andrew said, also, if I use a standard subscription, how do I get the most value on it, considering I wouldn't have contest sims? Great question. So, what I like to say is that Saber Score is the 80 20 of contest sims. And the reason I say that is because Saber Score was built using contest sims. So, the biggest difference between actual contest sims and Saber Score is that when you look at the Saber Score options, these are uh, a little more broad, casting a little bit wider net. So, it's small slate, which is like two to five games. And then it has a range of contest size, hundred to one K entries. So with contest Sims, you're going to know exactly how many entrants are in the contest. You're going to be able to account for the payout structure, and then you're going to be able to account for the stakes, right? So grouping all 100 to one K entries, entry limits together, you know, you're not accounting for that stakes, but Saber score was built using contest Sims. And then we casted this net appropriately. So, it's not as specific, but it is still very good. And I've seen some users independently do some analysis on this on uh, Twitter slash X. And um, they they think that Sabre score is still a good option if Ultimate is not in your budget. All right. Uh, we are all caught up with questions here, everybody. So appreciate you guys tuning in. Hope you guys have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Enjoy the break here and the weekend. Uh, good luck in all of your football and NBA and NHL contests, whatever you're playing over the weekend here. Just want to remind you guys, if you guys are not signed up with Saber Sim, check us out, five-day free trial in the description. Check us out over the weekend here. So until Monday, guys, take care. Good luck. I'll see you all. Thanks. Bye.